Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 66, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking to Mark Kent from Osmio Water about the importance of the quality of the water we drink. Mark is the founder of Osmio Water and is on a mission to improve the health of people around the world by providing water filters which clean up the tap water of all of its contaminants and thus leaving us with the lower risk of disease. Hi Mark, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Doing well. How are you doing? Yes, very well, thanks. And how's it been for you um, during these turbulent times? Um, really interesting. Uh, it's been. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, we're we've just focused on work and carrying on what we're doing. Uh, we're yeah. we, we, we're here to solve people's water problems, and they've they've still been the same throughout the whole yeah. lockdown and stuff like that. So. Um, so, in fact, a lot of people are looking at that more because of issues now where a lot of people were buying bottled water and not anymore. Right. They've uh, discovered better ways to do things, you know. Yeah, but, it's, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think, you know, the pandemic is the pandemic, and I've talked about it quite a lot on various um, podcasts. But I think, I think, you know, with every kind of challenging situation or environment, there's always a kind of a, a good to come out of it. And I think... What I've, what I've seen personally is people are paying far more attention to their health. Um, and they're not just, you know, when I say health, they're not just kind of using the generic term. They're actually digging into specifics. And, and obviously, as you said, you know, water, whilst it might be just a, a general subject, actually, um, is quite an important topic for a couple of big reasons. One is obviously the environment with, you know, plastic and everything else that's going on, um, with cap, carrying water uh, and the other thing is you know overall health with regards to hydration and water so mm-hmm. it might sound a bit of a I guess for some people listening to this it might sound a little bit well why are you talking about water well because it is it is a simple thing that in the western world at least we take for granted for but it has you know quite a, um, a really big kind of part to play in everyday life so so yeah no it's interesting I'm really uh, excited to get into the detail about it today so for people that probably haven't come across you and osmio water can you kind of give us a bit of background mark on you know um how the company came into to Mm. be created why it's been created and a little bit back your background as well yeah okay um well the company's been around for 12 years and it's uh, started to solve water problems so uh with regard to um everyday um everyday life how we use water um at, at the time when we started the company there was not a lot of good stuff out that that we ourselves could choose for ourselves so if at the time there was a, a market full of jug filters in supermarkets and so on yeah. um as well as um things you could buy online and yeah and so originally I, I started out years before that looking for something for myself. 
Right. And then I wanted to get something that was um, uh, fully certified and tested properly because I, I'm aware of like the trade with China and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of manufacturers of water filter equipment that don't serve the, their own domestic market. They serve the international market. Yeah. Uh, and those products are generally bad quality. So so you had some of that going on and that was it, really. There wasn't yeah. really anything that good quality that I wanted for myself. Right. So we ended up finding that um, for an American uh, manufacturer. And then we started um, doing that product. And then we found deficiencies with that product. So we decided to like um, go to the drawing board and do our own molding and design yeah. And, and invent something that would actually solve some of the problems that we'd encountered in the early days. Yeah. So we've done that and we've sort of made our own product for ourselves primarily. Number one is for it's for us. Uh, yeah. And it then happens to work for other people because it's what, what we want. I mean, with with water treatment systems, you could you could imagine a pyramid and you could rank water filters by simply by the level that they go to in terms of what level do they filter to, how many micron. Right. What sort of range of microns does this filter? Yeah. Um, so in, in at the top of the pyramid, you've got you've got the pure water category. You've got distillation and reverse osmosis. Now that's right. what what they classify in the industry as pure water below ten microsiemens. It's yeah. what's used in uh, laboratories and dental practices and autoclaves and you know um, in hospitals for kidney dialysis and lots of applications, um, school chemistry departments, everything. Like that, and also people drink that at home. People, some people yeah. use distillers, and others use reverse osmosis. And we focused on reverse osmosis as a much better way to be in the pure water category. Okay. Uh, because with a distiller, you're boiling water; it's condensing, and you're 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 taking out all the solids in the water. You're, right. you're taking out all the gases. Uh, obviously, the ones below boiling point are. are, are condensing and going back in the water and it just uses a lot of power and it's really slow and it leaves right. a lot of mess in, in the distiller right so distillers have a purpose but not for everyday drinking and cooking which some people use it for you know yeah um so um so reverse osmosis is the other thing in the pure water category that's the only other thing in that category so uh, we focused on that side of things now, and, and further down the pyramid, you've got different categories. Then you've got um, nano and ultra filtration. Then you've got particle filtration. And sort of as you go down yeah. lower and lower, you know, yeah. so filters start with basic sediment filters and they go to carbon filters and they, and you've got different media types that absorb or ion exchange as in take something and give something back, you know? Yeah. So you've got all these different types of media and different things and systems quite often use a combination of things, right? And you've got loads and loads of products on the market, so you could you could rank products like like uh, to what level they filter to, or however you want, right? But the key thing is with with reverse osmosis, that's a very tiny bit at the top of the pyramid. So we focus right. on that because if you don't use that, then by definition you are um, not filtering out the things that are above that in micron level. Right. So it, on the pyramid, you could put different contaminants by micron size. You could put, right. put you could put SARS-CoV two on there. Uh, you, right. uh, uh, you know they, that that's a virus. So viruses yeah. are at the top of the pyramid. They're tiny, along with pesticides and small things are at the top. Okay. Of the pyramid. Um, and and further down, like bacteria is much larger than viruses, so they're further down. So some filters can take bacteria but not viruses out, you see. Right. Uh, so there's other ways of dealing with those things like ultraviolet and so on, you know. Yeah. So, um, anyway, 
the way to look at water is like that, really. And the way to look at your own circumstances at home is in terms of putting the best thing in uh, for whatever application you're doing. So yeah. that, that quite often means having a system in the kitchen for doing your pure water for cooking and drinking, right? And then it also means um, putting something at the entry point of the house to deal with other problems like with hard water or with... Uh, yeah other things that you want to like bacteria or viruses you know uh, uh, um, generally chlorine chemicals or other disinfection chemicals in the water you, you deal with them at that point for the whole house because you've got yeah you've got your touch points that you consume water in your bathroom and in your kitchen mm-hmm. right um you've got your garden tap and you've got your plumbing and heating system and you're right. you know, that's that's what you, that's what you're doing with water in your house so so there are things that you can put in place. So in my own house, I've got a, um, a triple filter system at the entry point. I've got a, a, a non-salt-based uh, polyphosphate dosing softener. Right. I've got hard water in Kent. And then in the kitchen, I've got an Osmio Zero, which is the uh, reverse osmosis machine. Yeah. And um, in my showers, I've got vitamin C shower uh, filters. So right, okay. th- those are all the things I'm doing. I've, in in the kitchen, I've also got our sodium hypochlorite generators because uh, with those, you just use tap water and salt and you make your own bleach. And so that's got rid wow. of the, the need to buy any cleaning products, you know. Um, in fact, um, that's another thing about health to do with cleaning products is that there's legislation that allows um, companies like making flash and domestos and things we, we spray on our surfaces we inhale, we touch, uh, you know, we put them down the drain and back into the environment. Um, the, the companies that do these products don't make sodium hypochlorite. They sodium hypochlorite, which is made by water, salt, and electrolysis, is the main ingredient. Right. Uh, but they perfume it and add other chemicals, right? Okay. Uh, if they perfume a chemical, uh, they're allowed to not disclose what's in that, as it's a trade secret. It's their smell of domestos. But it quite often contains chemicals that should be paid to get to dump. Uh, it's, wow. it's a loophole, uh, and it's it, and we we end up buying it in supermarkets and spreading it on our surfaces and inhaling it, and and that's where we get toxicity from. So that's if amazing. you just make your own sodium hypochlorite, you you'll get rid of your cleaning cupboard, which is what we've done, except um, except for washing up liquid is the only thing we we would buy from the supermarket now. Yeah. So. Um, um, so you can get rid of your bottled water if that's what you're doing, and you can get rid of all your cleaning products and just use those things. Uh, but yeah. in, in addition, there's another level um, of taking water once it's been purified into another state, which is using the molecular hydrogen and that kind of thing, which is a, a newish development in water. But mm. it, it's it's been showing um, really good results for people. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's something that I've, I've not come across until now so we can we can pick up on that again later on but what I just wanted to go back to and just really highlight is is the the I the particle size because that this was something which um I wasn't aware of and I've had several discussions with people um around um general water filters and there's this kind of general impression that because you know it's a, it's filtering the water that the will the water that's then filtered is perfect and you know free of any kind of um 
uh, not not bacteria, but any kind of nasty stuff that you would get if you if you just took the water directly from the tap. So, so for people listening to this, then the, the comparison between obviously reverse osmosis versus the filtered water, based on what you've said, is just down to the particle size of which it's filtered at. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when when something's when something's filtering with a sort of absolute barrier, like a membrane, yeah. water's going through it, and therefore particles above a certain size can't can't actually get through. Yeah. But but if something's doing um, um, something can be absorbing, which therefore has a limited capacity to absorb, like carbon. And, and something can also be an ion exchange media, in which case what it's doing is it's attracting like a magnet. Right. Thing, but it's giving something in return, something else. Yeah. So it's ta- it takes something out but puts something in. And that's yeah. really the basic things you've got in, in water treatment, you know. So so in, in the system I use, for example, it's got it's got like a sediment filter, which is like a very large barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a carbon block, which is a which is a block, another barrier as well, but carbon is an absorption media, yeah? Right. Um, It's got a reverse osmosis membrane, which then is like, if you imagine a load of A4 sheets of paper with all tiny holes in them, yeah. and you you stagger them and then roll them up into a roll, that's basically what a membrane is. Um, And so water is pressurized and pushed through the sheets. And if it very very pure water it gets through to the middle of the sheets uh and and then um it gets through but the water that doesn't get through concentrates and gets discharged right so reverse so um, distillation and reverse osmosis are in the pure water category at the top Mm -hmm. of the pyramid and they are there because they separate water they split water right so uh, distillation does it by heating it and and cooling it and reverse osmosis does it by pushing it through tiny holes. Right. So, so in in the case of reverse osmosis, you end up with a problem of of water waste, right? Yeah. Now, in the back in the day when we when I got my first one, the only thing you could get was one that you plumb in and install under the kitchen sink, and and that caused a problem because it connects to the drain. Right, so it connects, oh, right. Uh, uh, and therefore you immediately the day one you've installed it, you've got a sanitary problem that you've got to yeah. manage. You've got to sanitize it often, and all this stuff, right? Which, right. when people don't do, they often run into a problem, you know. And they can often use a system for a long time without knowing they've got a problem as well. Yeah. So yeah, after ten years, it can taste like Guinness, but they got used to it every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's seriously like that actually. Right. So when uh, if people are going to actually um, um, sorry if people are going to um, do a filter system they should obviously maintain it obviously yeah. they've got to if it's filters you know yeah uh, anyway um, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah so um, what was I saying um, something to do with um, uh, I've forgotten now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No. So. So. I, yeah. I mean. Yeah. The, the various different points in, in the house in which you can you can filter the water, but yeah. but what I wanted to really kind of dig into, and obviously we've covered the fact of the differences between the various different filtration systems versus kind of the the reverse osmosis, 
But what I really wanted to dig in to is around the standard drinking water, because when I talk to a lot of people in the community and uh, clients around the yeah. Um, yeah, the importance of making sure you're hydrated and drinking water, you know, obviously we, particularly in the UK, we've been brought up on the basis that, you know, it's fine just to drink tap water. Obviously, we know when we go to Europe that that's not always the case. But, you know, when you start to look into this, and, and as you've already said, some of the stuff that we put down into the kind of sewage system um, from a from a cleaning standpoint, how that then is impacting I guess it's two questions, really. How is that then impacting our kind of tap water once it's gone through the the standard um, kind of water treatment process? And then secondly, you know, what type of, you know, just how bad is is tap water? Um, you know, if you were to test tap water today, what type of things would you find in our tap water which really would indicate that it's perhaps not a good idea to drink it? Uh, well, you know what? It, it's probably fine in most cases to drink it, right. but but, um, but tap water is completely different in in different parts of the country. Yeah, whether you're in a city or in a countryside, or whether you're in an old house or a new build. Yeah, what you're going to get is completely different, right? right? But one one thing that everyone should be aware of is this, right? They are responsible for the water quality. Where, uh, the, the water company are to the boundary of the property, right? Right. Now you've got a lot of old properties in Britain that have old yeah. cast iron pipe work, right? Now that might run sixty meters and, and supply an old school somewhere or something, you know. Mm. And you see this all the time. Now you've also got a Schedule One of water quality um, in the water uh, supply regulations. Okay, so Schedule 1 is all the parameters like microbiological, chemical, yeah, etc. parameters that, that have to be um, complied with, you know. Uh, in metals, you know, you've got, um, you've got some metals in there, but you've got to realize that there's more than 30,000 things that could be on here. Wow. And how many are there, really? Yeah, right. yeah. So, for example, the problem with... Um, the problem with like uh, uh, the water regulations is there's some parameters on here which are obviously important, <laughs> uh, but like what about like hexavalent chromium, for example? Right. Yeah, that's what the film um, um, Dark Waters was all about. If anyone's seen that, <laughs> it's about the the company um, um, Dupont. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so this is all about like new things that are happening in the world and how that affects um, different materials that are, you know pipes are made of, for example. Yeah. So there's still a lot of that out there, you know. So you've got to realise there is that problem uh, when people buy when people buy old houses as well. Their their um, solicitor doing the conveyancing because it's fed by mains water would you know they just assume that's fine but it's not yeah the stopcock and 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 the pipes and that that's all the owner's responsibility it can cost hundreds of thousands to do to redo that right and schools by the way um they get advice from the local authorities to test for legionella some of them don't even have tanks <laughs> so they're wow. testing for legionella it's ridiculous they've never done a potability test or a schedule one analysis on the water right so, uh, and if they did, they wouldn't test for hexavalent chromium. <laughs> yeah. They would test for chromium, 
you see so so testing is a is a massive rabbit hole right, right. it's like you can, you can carry on testing till the cows come home uh, we've had so many different things happen um uh, um you know in in um, for example in in northern ireland we had a nun uh, uh, come to us who was telling us that there's a problem with the water for all this this um uh, protestant population and the water treatments done by some catholic farmers on who are subcontracted by uh, the water authority right and and you've got that going on as well so some people doing the dosing of water for different communities that they hate oh <laughs> it's, my you've got all sorts of things going on so when people say is tap water fine and it's like what you know where you know yeah when? it's a very kind of open-ended yeah where like, when and are you talking about and yeah. you know I mean, look, this is why I've like, chosen to be in that point in the pyramid, you know, in the pure water category, because I don't want to think about uh, what to test. I want an absolute result. Like, that's why the reverse osmosis is used for kidney dialysis in hospital, right. because they need the purest form, you know, that they can get. Now, why do they, they use distilled water? Well, because actually the most impurities in water are in a gaseous form. Right now, um, so you need carbon to absorb that out. You see, uh, when you're dealing with membranes, you're taking solids out of the water, dissolved solids, yeah. water. So you've got dissolved solids and dissolved gases in water, and you have to deal with both of those. You know, right? So, right. Uh, so a distiller doesn't deal with the dissolved gases as well as a right. osmosis, and a reverse osmosis doesn't deal with solids as well as a distiller but it might do 96% of what a distiller does for solids, you see. Yeah. And then after that, you, you've got a remaining little bit of solids. Well, that's when people use um, things like deionization resin to take it to zero, you see. Right. So that's a much better way to make zero solids and very little gases in the water, you know, p very pure form of water, which is, which is how it falls in nature, you know. Yeah. I think I think it's it you know it's quite alarming really you know it's just the, the stuff you said there particularly around chromium being in the water and stuff like that just how unaware we are of the various different chemicals and and other stuff that can be in water and and from my perspective you know particularly when you mention around schools you know with with children now there's a big push in schools for them to, to actually um, drink water throughout the day which is right and correct you know because if we're dehydrated by 10% we can lose 50% of our concentration so obviously with schools they want kids to be hydrated but we, we've had a couple of instances particularly with my youngest son who has been drinking the tap water at school um, and he's come home with stomach pains and all the rest of it and um, I now have switched him to, to obviously drinking the the water from from the osmio machine that we've got and we haven't had any more instances of that so you know is i think we've gone a lot in there about the kind of technicalities of of water but i think in in general i think what we're essentially saying is that really you want to be drinking the most purest form of water you can for your kind for your overall um health but mark i, I don't know if, you, if you're able to comment on this but you know, what would you say are some of the negative side effects that you've seen um, with regards to people's health um, for, for, for just consuming, you know, I guess, non-pure water, if you like, so down from, from the pyramid? Well, um, you know, it's, it's impossible to say, really. I mean, one thing I would say is, is that um, 
generally someone who's drinking tap water, right, is obviously eating rubbish as well, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're, they're not health conscious, obviously, if they're doing that anyway. Otherwise, yeah. they would be, you know. One thing I'll say is like for, for, for solidly for 10 years, nearly every day we get called by someone diagnosed with cancer because, okay. because the first two things they change is water and food. Yeah. And often now their GPs are telling them to change the water as well. Yeah. And many of our, our customers are GPs. Okay. So, um, you know, pe- people know already that, you know, that's – no, water water's treated in a real um, – it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine balancing act that they have to achieve with water. Obviously, we've got a huge population. Um, the average consumption is sort of 150 litres per day per person per household you know yeah so we, we we think that's a lot of water isn't it but that's for everything you know doing the washing and the bath yeah. and everything you know that's that's the average um and um in, in areas of the country we're water distressed even though it's, it rains continually but we in kent we get our, we get our water from underground aquifers you know right um which which are low in fact recently some people in kent around the coastline didn't get any water Oh wow! A lot of farms that are for sale aren't in the good areas. They're in the coastline or whatever places that haven't got any water. You know. Yeah. So um, um, they've also uh, the, the county council has stopped um, anyone drilling in new boreholes. Oh wow! Uh, because of shortage of underground water. You know? Yeah. And um, you know, it, it might get to a point where they'll be doing compulsory purchase on. And, and private water supplies you know wow just to keep the water going because we yeah. we use a lot of water yeah um and it, it takes a long time for it to become in a in a, in a state where you can take it from a, a kind of natural source you know but but yeah. anyway the, you, we, the reason i mentioned earlier about the what we put down the drain you know what we spray on our surfaces this is every household contributes to this Every yeah. far, every farmer does when they round up their fields. You know they're they're putting those um, chemicals in in the land. You know they eventually right. get into the water underground. You know, uh, but yeah. So so you know people doing agriculture in every home that's putting chemicals down the toilet and stuff could be using like things like sodium hypochlorite with water and salt, and then they you know that completely dissipates within uh, thirty days anyway. Yeah, it does actual no harm to the environment, you know. Yeah, and um, it stops you buying the single-use um, plastic. <clears throat> it stops the chemical companies putting perfumes, radioactive yeah. crap down that, <laughs> whatever they want, really. In yeah, there, you know. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but 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 I think though, Mark, that this is the I think this is the other issue though is that you know the process that you've mentioned there. Uh, particularly around creating your own cleaning products you know that is something which is not widely marketed or publicized and you know whilst we you know we're talking about plastic in the environment and stuff like that there's not really anything being said about the chemicals that are going into the food chain essentially because that's essentially what it's doing Mm -hmm. um and and i know from a farming standpoint you know there is obviously talk around you know how modern farming methods are impacting 
overall general health because of obviously you know we're consuming the products which they're using the pesticides on but you know this is the first time that i've actually heard anyone talk about you know cleaning chemicals in the in the water supply and also the process which you mentioned in, in order to create your own um cleaning products so yeah. you know what what's being done in the industry and we're going slightly off on a tangent here from away from drinking water but i think it's valid you know what what yeah. You know, is being done in the industry to kind of raise awareness around this well um you know we we exist to solve uh, um, those kind of those kind of problems for people uh, so so with the with the machine that um it uses electrolysis which is the it's the reverse of what we're doing with the hydrogen water so we're using electrolysis with that as well and we're electrolyzing the water Right, and we're uh, we're doing that in reverse to make sodium hypochlorite, and that's yeah. how it's been made. So right. now we've got a little thing you can. It's just it's just a development forwards for people. Um, it's a threat to um, you know. Uh, when I spoke to the uh, buyer for Booker's and Macro, and I told them about this product, the guy said, um, "I don't think our customers would be interested." And I was like, "Really?" People, like, uh, people love this product you know there it's a no-brainer for a cafe you know who's sanitizing the toilets and cleaning everything every two minutes you know yeah they're spending a lot of money on all these bottles and i said look are you worried about are you worried about losing money on you know your bleach and all this stuff and he's like yeah. well yeah. i mean i was like well of course but that's going to be replaced with a different product you see yeah but the yeah. buyer the, the buyer for for those guys doesn't want to do it you see Right. So it's about consciousness, about yeah. it's yeah. about what motivates them, because he's thinking he's going to lose money by doing that, as is the farmer who's rounding up the field thinks he'll lose money if he doesn't do that. Yeah. You see what I mean? So when, when that when that becomes the first objective rather than make good potatoes or, you know, yeah, yeah. then yeah. that when it goes off straight from the beginning and it creates a series of negative events after that. Yeah. Whereas um, if you design that, we design that to create a positive thing, which is saving money, saving plastic and, yeah. and and stopping you from buying that stuff. And people are buying, filling filling up trolleys with bottled water. And I think the lockdown has been good for that because some people are like, what am I doing? You know, going mm. shopping a mask, putting bottled water in a trolley. That, that's, it's just, you know, you, you could um, wake up to uh, yeah. something a lot better, you know? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, no one goes back to doing that because I, I, I don't, I'm not too harsh on anyone buying bottled water. That's what I was doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was doing the same thing because I didn't know there was anything else. Um, and when I found yeah. out there was, um, and I also found out that that wasn't that good either. <laughs> so I had well, to that's, I mean, that, that was that, yeah, I mean, that was the other thing that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the comparison between obviously, you know, the reverse osmosis and osmios machines versus versus bottled water, because I think mm-hmm. a couple of things, you know, it's around education, as you, as you mentioned, you know, particularly with the example of, of the buyer for, for those retailers. But, um, you know, we are kind of, I guess, we assume that if we buy bottled water, you know, aside from the environmental impact around plastic, that the contents of that bottled water is perfect because, you know, it's marketed as it's come from a spring um, or it's come from underground or, you know, it's come from the mountains in the Alps, wherever it comes from. But the general consensus, I would argue that if you sat 100 people down and asked them, you know, is it healthy, is it good, is it better than tap water, the answer would probably come back yes. But 
that was the one thing that I wanted to ask you really. If you compare the two, you know, um, versions of water, you know, are, you know, is bottled water actually as good as what it says on the tin? Well, um, what I didn't know um, when I was buying bottled water is a couple of things. So, one is about the plastic, the PET plastic it's in. Yeah. Which um, now. Uh, um since 2008 it's been known that that contains 2000 plus more bpa like endocrine disrupting chemicals right okay so so when when everything came out about bpa you know bisphenol a you know when um so you you see a lot of plastic bottles in the supermarkets and stuff and it says bpa free on it yeah, yeah? so bpa is an endocrine disrupting chemical that was discovered in the 90s or whenever it was right, right? and then and then there was a lot of legal action, and then suddenly everything had to be BPA-free, right? Yeah. But but then a um, university in Germany in 2008 published 2,000-plus um, more newly discovered BPA-like chemicals, new, newly discovered ones. So um, every year we discover new chemicals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so they're on the par with BPA, right? right? So does it matter whether a bottle is BPA-free or not? Absolutely, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's there's two thousand plus other chemicals in in that in that single use plastic, right? Right. So so you uh, that's the number one thing to avoid. Um, if it's in a glass bottle, then fair enough, right? But, but the other side of it is that a, a water cannot have a two year shelf life in a plastic bottle or a glass bottle without the assistance of um, tasteless and odorless disinfection chemicals, which are put in right. to keep it to give it a two-year shelf life. Yeah. And the shelf life of bottled water increased from one year to two years. And the legislation that sits under it is so shady, but you have to realise that the companies that make this stuff are probably more powerful than the EU combined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're dealing with the huge, powerful Coca-Cola-level businesses, you know, Nestle, yeah. all this stuff, right? So they make the, they, they, they've got the money. Whoever's got the money makes the rules. Yeah, exactly. So they can get away with not putting cancer warnings in California. You know, California's got um, Proposition sixty five, which is that any products that put in um, any products that put in um, that contain chemicals that are known to the state of California have birth uh, to cause birth defects, infertility, and cancer wow. have to be coming with a Proposition sixty five warning. Except for bottled water. <laughs> and that's, that's, there you go. That's the power of the lawyers of the big companies, right? Yeah. So if you take any of them on legally, you've got all of that to deal with, which yeah, is exactly. they get away with, like, um, you know, getting statesmen and stuff to do stuff like that. Yeah. Because obviously, what we've got now with the whole lockdown and the vaccine industry and stuff now, uh, running the show now, because they, They've got so much money from the, the, the actual drug business that mm. we feed that business, by the way, every household. So that's why I say to everyone, just look in the mirror, tidy up your own household. Yeah. And then, you know, um, you know shop, shop at all the ethical places, um, uh, you know, question the ethics of who you're working for as well and, and where, you, where you're spending yeah. money. Right? Yeah, I think I think that's important, but I think you know it comes back again to awareness. It comes back to education um, on you know because the, the the challenge that we have as consumers, and I think the marketing and the the food food organisations and drink companies are all aware of this, is that we face increasingly 
busier and busier lives. You know, we're concerned about overall health right now. People are concerned about jobs, just general day-to-day living. And so to then actually add this into the mix in terms of, you know, making sure you're shopping ethically and all that, you know, I, I make sure that I shop in a certain way with regards to where the food comes from and all the rest of it. Um, but it's really challenging for the consumer. And I think that, you know, we, again, this may be kind of talking a bit like a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, we we are led to believe by all of the companies that what we consume from what they make is good for us. And unfortunately it's not because there's so many hidden agendas behind it, you know, uh, around, you know, reports and studies that come out, a lot of them come out of labs that are backed by pharmaceutical companies, by food companies. And so it's all skewed in their favor, isn't it? As, as you've already said. So, you know, again, we're, we're going a little bit off on a tangent here, but I think the message that I kind of want to get across is that, we need to be aware or at least be conscious of the fact that, you know, what you buy and where you shop is is not all what it says on the tin, you know, and the, the BPA free stuff that you mentioned about as well, you know, that's that's a huge thing because whilst the contents of the bottle might be fine, it's once it's gone into the bottle, it then ends up becoming contaminated. And like you said, you know, for water to have a shelf life of, of two years is just not realistic because if you used to put that same water um, into a glass bottle and just leave it there for two years, um, you know, when you came back to it, it probably wouldn't taste very nice. So, well, you know, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just all about raising awareness. But like you say, you know, getting your own house in order, you know, making sure that whatever you're consuming at home, you're doing it in the best possible manner um, that you can. So, when we're talking about the the Osmio uh, products, then Mark, can you run us through the various different levels of products that that you do? Yeah, sure. Um, we've got um, really there's like um, uh, there, there's the the top of the pyramid one. The reverse osmosis is the main one we focus on. Yeah, uh, but there are like we do go a, a, a few levels down, and it's kind of stays about there, you know. So we've got quite basic systems for different. We've got different products for different purposes as well. Yeah, and sometimes people send us a water analysis and say, "I've got this problem. I need something to solve it." So we just do that, and not everything right. that we want to do. <laughs> do you yeah. see? So, so we we've got products that fit just to do a purpose. Um, so the best way to to do it is to just um, is to come to us and tell us the situation that you got, and then we we can match your problem with a solution that is the right. best for you. Because it all depends on how many people there are, you know, whether the water's hard or soft, or you know, yeah. whether it's a private supplier or a main supply. If it's an old house or a new build, you know, there's different problems come with these. Yeah. Uh, so it's better to look every case we've got to look at on itself there's no general answers but one thing is that we we put a lot of effort into into taking reverse osmosis away from installation away from being connected to the drain right yeah. to solve the hideous water waste problem right there that's the drain and the and the water waste are the achilles heels of the industry of reverse osmosis right so we took those two problems and then engineered a system that that meant you didn't have to install it and we also solve the hot water problem, right? Because there's companies selling instant boiling taps out there. Yeah. 
and we, yeah. we we've done videos on youtube um the truth about instant boiling taps to show people how toxic they are because they're right. like you know even after three months someone's getting 30 parts per million extra tds in the water someone after six years is more than doubling their solid level in the water that's going into it what's coming out you know so um, we've exposed it and i've been to appliances direct who sell the most out there right of instant boiling tax because they're not even selling the top brands they're selling cheap chinese black yeah. box you know for 500 quid or whatever and they sell they sell tons and I, I met with their drove all the way up north to meet with them and I did the presentation and showed them how the, the heating element just literally disappears <laughs> it's just it's gone you know uh, yeah. and and you know people don't drink or cook with the hot water in their kitchen right because we know it's way more contaminated with solids you don't even need a tds stick to just most people don't do that right mm -hmm. and that's at 60 degrees imagine 100 degrees all the time and they put, yeah. they put them in homes and workplaces they advertise on tv kuka and all this stuff right they really do not care about like heavy metal toxicity of of the metals in the just that are just disappearing over time mm. you see what i mean and when you filter that water you make it more solvent and even worse for the corrosion yeah so, so we had a problem and if you uh, so so um the way we solved that problem is using a, a heating system in the osmio zero which is using um rare earth ceramic oxide so that doesn't corrode or within the lifespan of the system doesn't extract itself into the into the water right yeah but everything else does stainless steel whatever grade it just starts wow doing it because it's it's the heat and the pressure and the time yeah. uh, you yeah. know and and the solvency of the water the purity the more pure it is the, the quicker it will corrode something right yeah so um now that's that's a big issue now when you've got a sealed system you can't see the heating element in the box under the sink you ignore yeah. it you know and people are poisoning themselves right and they're watching television which is another poison and yeah. the advert <laughs> and they're thinking oh, i'll be lovely to have instant boiling water on tap and my wife wants it and they get it and it and it and, and people spend a decent amount of money on these things and it's hideous yeah. right so i'm trying to get the message out there about anyone using it just check it with a tds meter yeah service your heating elements or better still get rid of it you know yeah. <laughs> um, so osmio zero takes very pure water it runs it through a flow through heater right uh, which is made of rare earth ceramic oxide so it doesn't put anything into it and it comes out the same yeah. so after it, within the life of the system say 10 years it, it wouldn't it wouldn't do that you see yeah. so when that when that type of heating technology came out we we jumped on it straight away um to put it into the system and that that started like six years ago right so, so now it's like a really it's the it's a superior product because if you were a household with, say, four or five people at most and you wanted something for drinking and cooking in the kitchen, that's the only thing we recommend now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless you it know. fit your budget, in which case you have to go down the pyramid. That's it, you know, really. Um, yeah. So I think for us, you know, particularly if you're a coffee lover, the listeners listen to this, actually, you know, the more pure the water, the more you can taste the actual flavor from the coffee um and i'm a coffee lover and i can attest to the fact that since i've had the osmio um zero my coffee does taste uh, a hell of a lot better so um send you some of my coffee i've just got uh, literally like uh, because we've taken over a nature reserve that has a cafe and a shop that okay starting up 
which coffee are we going to get so we wanted biodynamic coffee right coffee is one of the most sprayed products uh, with pesticides and stuff yeah when you wash and you you roast coffee um actually that gets rid of a lot of pesticide but not all of it especially not a lot of the newer ones right so when you roast you might only get rid of 70 percent of a specific pesticide and you might get rid of 99 percent of another one you see so But because there's so many in there, <laughs> um, no, we found um, biodynamic coffee producer in Brazil that had. Good, okay. uh, we found one in India that didn't have good water, but we, we found a good Brazilian one that 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 grows completely naturally. They're using permaculture to grow stuff next to the coffee to keep okay. the coffee, etc. You know, yeah. doing it really nicely. So we we imported the green beans, and then a friend of mine in Seven Oaks um, does the roasting, and we've made our own. Um, biodynamic coffee which is really nice one thing i can tell you about it is um just quickly about coffee sorry um is that um when you roast it like the darker you roast it the more espresso it is right and yeah. often, often the 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 shinier it gets as well right but we we roasted the coffee quite dark and it doesn't get shiny compared to right. coffee beans so you we literally compared it to supermarket coffee beans and one is literally so glossy <laughs> And, the yeah. other, and our beans are matte, totally matte. They're not glossy. No, no matter. I mean, when you uh, the oils go to the surface when you roast. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, the point is, and our my friend who's a roaster had never got biodynamic beans before. Had never he's done organic ones before. Okay. He'd roasted biodynamic for the first time, and he that was his first thing. And he told me it was like these beans didn't come out shiny, and I was like, that's interesting. So is that something to do with the pesticide? We don't know, but it's yeah, yeah. Um, so because I grow all my own veg, right? I we don't buy any veg even in the winter. We're we're we're, we're storing it and freezing it and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but but um, the only thing I was buying that where my pesticide comes from is coffee. So I was like, that, right. get get the good coffee in, <laughs> and then yeah. we're, we're sorted now for that. So, Excellent. Um, but yeah, we're sort of looking at doing everything like um, honey and everything at the and growing all the, all the food for the cafe and stuff like that. So it's just because you know I've spoken to loads of farmers. We're surrounded by farmers who grow for supermarkets, and uh, one one of them is a huge landowner that rents to other farmers the land. Right. And it's like having it's like being a landlord and having a load of houses and having really rubbish tenants. He's got loads of students in there, yeah, <laughs> having, yeah. having a house party all the time, and yeah. the place. And that's what the farmers are doing to the land every every time they they, they they're depleting the, the the nutrients and the soil and, yeah. and the soil bacteria and its health and everything. You know, uh, every time you know, and becoming very chemical dependent. So the you know the, the landowners are worried about what's going on they want the farmers to change yeah and the farmers are worried about if they don't do this they're not going to make money you know no that's or they yeah i mean form the, the uniform look that they've contracted with the supermarket to provide you know yeah so yeah i think i think that's that's you know that's a whole other podcast episode really around you know farming and and sources of vegetables and how it's yeah. you know depleting the minerals in the soil and everything else but um yeah it's to do with food as well like watering the food is like watering yourself you know yeah um what you feed your crops with food and water is how you feed yourself and it's another just quick point about um the water in your body is on different levels right so that's almost like a pyramid as well yeah lowest level in your body is called metabolic water and that's the water in the in the human cell 
right? There's a mitochondria in the human cell that's known to be the, the power battery of a human yeah. cell. So if you think of it, a human cell like a car, you've got a battery in the car that's got a water in it, that's metabolic water, right, the mitochondria. Then you've got fuel for the cell, which is hydrogen, and, you, and you, you've got a factory of hydrogen in your guts. That's through the anaerobic fermentation of food, releases yeah. hydrogen gas into your body. You breathe air, which has 21% oxygen, and that combines with the hydrogen gas from your guts and forms the metabolic water in the mitochondria in the cell. That's where it right. gets the smallest level, you see, in the body, mm. is breathing air. So you make metabolic water through breathing and eating. If you don't breathe well or if you don't eat well, your your body's water at the fundamental top of the pyramid is going to be bad. It's going to be high in deuterium, you know. Yeah. Deuterium is the exhaust of the car, you know, the human right. cell. It okay. chucks out deuterium. It uses hydrogen as a fuel, but deuterium is the opposite, you know. And that's that's the basis of metabolic water, you see. Right. Okay. That, that's very slowly affected by what you drink, you know. Um, but it's to function of gut health and a function of yeah. breathing health. That's why people can really recover from health problems by sorting out gut problem and breathing even, you know, doing doing breathing exercises improves yeah. blood quality and everything, you know. So Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, so I mean we've got um, you've got breathing and you've got eating related to your metabolic water. And you've got what you drink on a daily basis affects your metabolic water slowly over time. You see, it takes months and months to change your metabolic water through drinking something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the whole kind of topic around breathing and around gut health and all the rest of it. Again, you know, that's that those are two huge topics. But, you know, when you talk on a general level about them, it's kind of it seems very simple and very basic, but it ha does have such a profound impact on our overall health. And it's like I was saying at the beginning of the episode, really, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a puzzle that we all need to put together in order to kind of build this big um, overall uh, yeah. approach to health, really, as opposed to just, yeah. you know, there's not one pill that's going to fix anything. And, you know, obviously water is a big part of this, as we've discussed uh, in the episode today. So, so Mark, before before I let you go, for people that, ha that are interested in, you know, getting hold of um, products, which means it improves their water quality, where would you recommend that they start with the Osmio range or, you know, for, for people to, to get going on this? Um... Well, I, I think I think it's great that firstly I want to say it's great that you're doing content about this, you know, given yeah. given the context of a of a pandemic and none of the mainstream news has been putting out public advice about how to improve your immune system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rather than staying apart and putting a mask on and all this stuff, these are not these are not ways to build the body's immune system. No. <laughs> so so uh, people listening to your podcast and other people promoting health and promoting immune system is where they need to be going, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, ultimately, as I said before, like, you know, uh, everyone's got a slightly different situation. Um, most of uh, most people go with an Osmia Zero because that's the yeah. product which is positioned in where it is and does what it does. And it's, it's where we've put a lot of our um research and design work you know 
um, to actually improve something to get one thing really, really good, you know, and and that's been a major development for the industry, you know, to actually change how it's done. And it then means there's no plumber and no, none of that involved as well, which is, it 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 solved a lot of problems actually completely. And it's made it user-friendly. So it's kind of got to a good state and we're happy now with where it is. Um, and we're just looking ahead. And I think people should just um, look at their situation, whether they're renting or they own a house or what they're doing, because there's different things fit different requirements. So that's why we sort of have a website and people can shop there. But yeah. often they're, you know, we, we like it when they contact us and they can we can find out about them and what, what the situation is and then suggest to them what to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's really it. But when you like say with the point of entry, that can be very difficult. It can be impossible. Sometimes you can't find it. Sometimes it's under yeah. the kitchen sink and sometimes it's in a garage. So, you know, it depends on what the situation is. So we look at every case and go, This is what we think, you know, you should do. Yeah. Well I think um as a family we're gonna try the, the vitamin C shower head as well, because I think that's quite a really yeah. simple uh, inexpe- inexpensive and effective way to get some good vitamin C yeah. onto the body for, for the hair and for the skin. So yeah. I think that's a really, really good, useful product as well, um, which I'd recommend that people check out um, on your website. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark, we, before... Uh, oh, just, just to finally say, and we, we've only done molecular hydrogen for not a very long time, less, uh, just coming up to two years. Okay. Uh, now that's just been totally transformative for us because for years we were a water filter company and now we're doing research with the university and sponsoring degrees in molecular hydrogen because of yeah. the, because of what it's done, you know, for therapy, uh, for therapeutic effect for people with problems, real ones, you know. So if you look at like the Osmio Infinity and look at the Duo bottles and just read reviews and what people are saying, the videos and stuff, um, you know, there, there's um, quite amazing things, and that's why we've got GPs interested and so on. So it's worth just people looking into that because that's you know your your gut health is the hydrogen factory that gets yeah. damaged by poor food and glyphosates in potatoes and stuff we consume. You know, so we 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 suffer gut health, and that affects our metabolic water. That's yeah. That's the chain reaction of events. So, if we if we sort out our food, grow a bit of our own food, or, or shop at bi- biodynamic farms, yeah, uh, and go back to traditional farming that was pre ag chemicals, back to the nineteen fifties in terms of farming, yeah. yeah, then everyone's lots of diseases are going to disappear. Yeah, you see. Yeah, so. I mean that's it is quite profound, and I think I've mentioned this a couple of times on some other episodes. You know, there's a lot of. Um, media around specific diets right now because you know of environmental effects you know particular vegan versus carnivore and all the rest of it but i strongly believe and obviously you've mentioned it there it's it's not about that it's the way modern farming methods have developed to produce the foods and the way that the food is being produced which is the major issue I, I think it's at much higher level than the diet issue. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, Mark, wholeheartedly that I think that that is not being talked about enough. Um, but like I said, that's um, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast um, that we yeah. could that we could talk about. So yeah. it's been really interesting to talk to you today, Mark, um, and it is a fascinating topic. And I hope that the people listening to this really now start to understand and question the sources of your water, um, you know, 
for the benefits of overall health. But before I let you go, Mark, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you feel I should have asked you which would benefit the listeners? Um, well, I think I think the um, the only thing I, I would like to say is about like um, you know, uh, there's many ways that you can improve your immunity. Lots of people are worried about um, about uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus. Yeah. Um, even though, like, um, if you, I, I was married to an A and E doctor locally, and I know a lot of the paramedics and nurses and what is going on actually in A and E where I live. And okay. when the lockdown happened, there was about a thirty percent rise in respiratory pneumonia-like symptoms amongst the very old care home level population. Yeah. Right? No one else was sick, you know. So the whole justification for locking down healthy people was just weird, you know. Yeah. We also know loads of people were moved out of hospital before the lockdown and then into care homes and then locked down care homes to go to A&E, right, mm. which is a bit genocidal, you know, really. Yeah. And at the time when that was going on, I was contacting all of them and MPs to get them to stop that, you know. Right. Um, but now it's just it's, – it's, it's a state where, you know um, – Lots of media outlets have just put out this anti-health advice, you know, mm. anti-health advice, because yeah. we're entering a flu season now and we spent yeah. a long time separating and not mixing germs about, which is what we kind of need, what we do normally every year. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't really a rise in deaths until the lockdown, actually. <laughs> uh, no. but that's that. Those things have caused a rise in death, you see. Um, the other thing about testing is a bit like I'm looking for a number six on the on the car's number plate. You know how many how many cars have a number six on it? So it's just mm. like the test isn't really looking for what it is supposed to be as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm a bit. I, I you know I'm glad if people are tuning into other other journalists who are actually reporting stuff like that because they're that you're not getting advice about how to boost immune system or how to. No do things like uh, any sensible advice from many places it seems you know it's like too much of of that so you know we've um you know we, with contact tracing and all this stuff i've i've given up my mobile phone and and i've deleted my facebook because facebook um restricted me for posting something completely normal yeah. Um, and then I realized, you know, we cannot use that platform. No. <laughs> if we do it, we're, we're contributing that we are the product on that platform. If you, yeah. so I'm off that. And then the mobile as well is just, it's got, it's, it's now transhuman. <laughs> it's, it's part of a human, you know? Yeah. And, and so yeah. to cut that off, the reason is, right, because I don't want my kids seeing me holding a phone all the time and using it. Because it tells you in your manual not to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so people don't need mobiles. They just need a landline and email and they can get on video team rooms and things like that. They yeah. don't need a mobile anymore. So yeah, yeah. ditch the mobile is what I'm telling everyone. You know, uh, yeah. uh, I know that's not a question. It's just something I wanted to, to share with people to say you don't need your mobile. And that's what is um, it, it's like drawing people in they think they need it but they don't they, what they need to do is get outside and and make some veg patches and get an allotment and grow food yeah you know yeah 100 percent. I, I agree with that and i think again you know there's a lot of people that are pouring scorn on the fact that you know a lot of these social media platforms are now being very biased towards messages that are being sent out and again i don't want to sound like a bit of a conspiracy theorist but you only have to be aware of it to see actually what's going on. Um, and I had uh, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof on the show last week, uh, and he actually has a separate page on his website now 
um, where he shares information because he's been unable to share it on social platforms because they've been censoring it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're in really interesting times. Um, mm. And like, I completely agree with what you're saying around, you know, general health um, advice that's being put out there. Um, I don't I mean, know I, the reasons behind. I think you should like. I think you should do, uh, do a hugger conspiracy theorist day because they've, <laughs> got, they've got absolutely everything to lose, nothing to gain from what they do, but a yeah. lot of them are really impressionable. So any yeah. any fake news can send them down a rabbit hole. Absolutely, you know I mean? and there's yeah. a lot of that down there. Like uh, I think that was that was done. So I mean, it's yeah. just like, but but generally they've got nothing to gain other than just you know losing friends. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. nothing to gain from from doing that they should be hugged no. and celebrated actually <laughs> uh, because they're keeping an eye on things really uh, yeah exactly uh, uh, but 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 you have to get involved with what is going on you know mm. but really i think it's coming to an interesting time now um it's good that you're promoting health and immune uh, immune system and good health because the people that are doing all this stuff in our world right they don't get sick but no, people, exactly. the people breathing hydroxy haven't got sick None of them. Yeah. The ones that were very sick have got well. Yes. So. <laughs> on, on that note, Mark, thank you very much for, for coming on to the podcast today. Um, so for people that want to uh, connect to Osmio Water, want to connect to you, what's your, um, well, obviously you're not on social media, but what, what's yeah. the, the Osmio social medias and all that kind of well, stuff? We were, we, that's it. We, we deleted that off our website and we stopped using Facebook and, and Instagram. We, I think we've, well, we're still on there, but we're not yeah. on there anymore. What we're right. doing is we're saying, look, um, sign up to our newsletter. And when we want to broadcast something, you, you'll get an email from us. Yeah. Uh, and that, that way, we, no one can de-platform or censor or muzzle what we want to no. say. You know, just sign up yeah. to our newsletter, um, which you can do on our website at the bottom. And if you wanted to order something, you get um, um, you get like a discount code through signing up anyway. So, right. um, but yeah, we don't, I've sent like two in the last year emails to everyone not often um one was during the lockdown which was a letter i sent to all mps as well right um but yeah like um i shared that with our audience which we've got about thirty thousand people in our news right, okay but we um you know with facebook they, they they stop us from getting our message to them anyway you know for yeah, our, exactly uh, anyway we don't want to deal with facebook or instagram no. or whatsapp and we're, we're off those things now and and we think actually our own newsletter is the way forward because we people can or unsubscribe um they they can listen if they want it if they're engaged or not that's fine but yeah. really your email group and your newsletter is your platform that you you can control you know absolutely so, uh, but yeah no it's yeah. an ethical stance really from youtube and facebook and what they're doing is censoring a lot of information which i think is like nazi-like behavior and um, mm. and therefore we shouldn't be consumers on their platform we should say no i mean like i i'm you know, I'm not paying any more for a for a SIM card and a mobile phone because I'm not I'm not up for the developments of that industry. What they're doing, you know, I don't no. I don't think we need faster internet or anything. We've got it all good now, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't want I don't want um, people glued to their phones, you know, dependent yeah. on you know. Um, and there's studies that show people are much happier when they're not looking at the screen, you know, circadian rhythm, looking at the yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. Light and all the rest of it. Yeah, so. like, I've still got a phone that I use, but it's not connected to anything, and um, it's you know, it's it's just um, it, it just helps a lot. It's been much happier having not been on Facebook or mm. 
by the way. It's back to the back to the eighties. <laughs> yeah. It's actually okay. excellent. Yeah. All right, Mark. Well, it's I think it's osmiowater.co.uk um, is your website. So, yeah. like Mark says, just go over there, have a little look, um, sign up to the newsletter. And yeah, thanks very much for for coming yeah. on to the show today, Mark. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.